Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Zarin Burnett, we meet again. Oh, hey, what's up, Elizabeth Dutton? Not much. What are you doing here? Uh, I wanted to talk to you today about something ridiculous. You know what's ridiculous? Oh, sister, do I? <laughs> okay. There was this UK man named Tony Finn of Sheffield, England, right? And this cat, he won a like a judgment in a work lawsuit, essentially. It's England. I don't know if it was actually a lawsuit, but a, a judgment he won from mm-hmm. a deciding panel. And this judgment was about sexual harassment. He claimed that his boss was harassing him because he kept calling him bald. Hmm? Now, the deciding panel were three men. They were all bald. They decided with my man, Tony Finn. <laughs> but that's not the ridiculous part. It's oh. ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. But the ridiculous part is Finn was fired from the British Bung Company of West Yorkshire. The what now? The British Bung Company, like B-U-N-G, British uh-huh. Bung. Now, I didn't know what a bung was offhand. I had an idea. I was like, I think I know, because there's a thing called a bunghole. So I think I know what a bung is, right? So I looked it up, uh-huh. and a bung is a stopper for sealing a hole opening in a container. It's the pair to the bunghole that I did know about, right? So like a cork and a cap, that's a bung. Okay. Uh, a topper in a liquor bottle, like in a bar, that's also a bung. Oh. Those are all bungs, right? So... Now, let's just say you take a, a bong and you're smoking pot and you put your face on the bunghole of the bong. Uh-huh. You would be a human bung sealing a bong. And if you're bald? You'd be a bald Hello? bong sealing a bong. 
Wow. Yeah. So Tony Fan brought that to you. <laughs> ridiculous. There you go. There it is. <laughs> well, you know what else is ridiculous? No, lay it on me. Debt, extortion, homemade bombs, Scrooge McDuck. Oh, all together? Yeah. This is not just like in comparison? No, it's a whole melange oh, I love of ridiculousness. I'm Elizabeth Dutton, and joining me is none other than Zaren Burnett. You can't prove that. I know. And this is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast that's what we're doing, mm-hmm. about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It is always 99% murder-free. And? 100% ridiculous. That's right. That was We did a good job on that. <laughs> Up high. High five us. <laughs> Zaren, when you were a kid, mm-hmm. what did you want to be when you grew up? An adult. That was a good call. Thank you. That's a no miss. It seemed like a progression I could see happening. I was like, like I don't don't get to be a merman. I got to be an adult. All right. So now Now, you're done cracking wise. (laughs) Oh, honestly, what did I want to be when I grew up? Um, Okay. Like early on, I just, and this sounds ridiculous now, even looking back, but like when I was not like, you know, past the point of like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a football player. When I actually was looking at careers, Mm -hmm. stockbroker was the first thing. Cause I was like, this system is so janky and corrupt. That's the way to just make money and get free of all of this. I was like like 13. I had it all figured out. I was like, (laughs) stockbroker, screw everybody, make my money, cut early. Legal criming. Really, I was ahead of the curve because that's become the culture. So this was not the culture when I was 13, but now everybody's doing this. Do you ever think you'll go back to that? No, I I develop morality. (laughs) When I was little, people would ask me what I wanted to do when I grew up, and I always said I wanted to have a dog farm. A dog, like where they but not like a puppy dogs? mill. No, my plan was to have. <laughs> Do you know that dogs don't come from seed, right? What? Yeah, I'm just saying. They. I wanted to have like a whole bunch of land, and then just go to the pound mm-hmm. and clean them out every day, <laughs> and then just have a ragtag bunch of dogs. Just show up with like a big truck, and it's open in the back. Load them up, whatever yeah. you got at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah. So people are like, I want to be a senator. I want to be a scientist. I'm like, I want a lot of dogs. <laughs> with like a day old bagel policy of how you're getting them. I love that part. Yeah, I'm just going through. I'm like, who hasn't been picked up? All right, hop in, hop in the car. I'll take all your spare dogs hop in the sedan that's just gonna be full of dogs <laughs> drive them out there and then i just imagine what like, happened got in the way of your dream I, what do you mean got in the way of the dream <laughs> live in the dream baby never mind um no i used to imagine that like i'd be out in the field like throwing the ball or just that we'd i would run and they'd all run next to me it was kind of how in my little brain <laughs> do you know i have a friend last week that i saw <laughs> My friend Jay grew up uh, in Benicia, California, which is like a, it was the original capital of the state, but it's a little town that nobody usually knows. And his friends, when he was growing up, were a pack of wild dogs. And That's so, why Jay's so cool. Yeah, I know you love him. The, the, the guy would run around with a pack of wild <laughs> dogs as like a six-year-old. He did this for like two years. Everyone in the town knew him as the kid who ran with a pack of dogs. <laughs> he, he didn't have any other friends. He now, just for had a the dogs. time, I did have kind of a dream life for a you. big piece of property, and I had four dogs. Mm-hmm. And when I wanted him to get in the car, I'd say, dog farm, dog farm. 
What you gonna do? And they'd what get you in the car. Gonna do in or the dog if park? I started walking from room to room, they'd follow me, and uh-huh. I'd say, "I'm having a dog parade." <laughs> and then that's why I uh, have no are. friends. <laughs> See you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and now my brother, when you'd ask him what he wanted to be when he grew up, what did he want to be when he grew up? He would say, for a while, he was saying he wanted to be in Greenpeace, and people would be like, oh, "That's so sweet. This little boy loves the environment." Until you'd say, "Why do you want to be in Greenpeace?" And he said, "Because I." want to drive the boat that rams the other boat. <laughs> like, he wanted to ram the whaling vessels. And then when everyone told him, like, that's not cool, dude, then he's like, all right, I want to be the guy on the side of the road who has the garbage bags and they pick up the garbage because the garbage bags are orange and they look cool. <laughs> and I was like, well, do some time. Yeah, and it's then, the easiest uh, job to get. <laughs> one DUI, you'll be right out there. So um, a lot of times... Mm-hmm. People are able to do what they dreamt of doing as a kid. <laughs> Travis, my brother, you know, there's still time. It's an attainable dream. It is. Um, and sometimes you get there just a little bit differently, like me with when I had the four dogs. You sure. know? Yeah. Or you give it up like me. <laughs> or you give it up like you because you grow a sense of morality. Um, I want to tell you the story of a little boy in 1960s West Berlin who wanted to be a cartoonist when he grew up. Hmm. It's a Did nice he grow little... up to be uh, George Schultz? Yes. No, no, I got the name right. Charles Schultz. George Schultz was the boy. No, George Schultz. It's actually I say George Schultz. That little boy grew up. <laughs> Page two. <laughs> All right. Uh, Charles Schultz. No, that's not him. Okay. Um, but, you know, his life, like us, his life goes in a different direction. But he's able to kind of right the ship on that anyway. Story I'm going to tell you today also comes to us from a listener. It was a listener suggestion. Oh, nice. Thank this you, one listener. comes from Judith Krauss, and she reached out to us on Instagram all the way from Germany. Ah. Yeah. She's fantastic, by the way. And she clued us in on this totally bonkers dude. Um, and it feels like this was custom made for us. Danke, Judith. Story. Yeah. Judith is the best. V Gates, Judith. Um, that means so, how are you in case people are wondering. It's, I'm a very international fellow. <laughs> that was so cosmopolitan. Thank you. Uh, let me tell you about a man named Arno Funke. Funke? Funke. Like Funke, Funke chicken? F-U-N-K-E, Funke. I like this. I know. Um, like I said, he wanted to be a cartoonist when he grew up. And so much so that, like, turns 15, leaves school to go and uh, become an apprentice sign maker. Oh, okay. Like hand painted signs. Yeah, cool. That's yeah. a good gig. I used to when I was a house painter. I knew some sign painters. Yeah, fun job. It's, it's amazing. You kind of have to want to be by yourself, though. A I'm very enjoying the sort of resurgence of hand painted signs yes. lately. That there's that one shop here in Oakland. You always point mm-hmm. out Memory Sign Company. Yeah. I think it is. Anyway, it's an art. It's mm-hmm. and it's really precise. And so I think that would be a good primer for if you wanted to then be a cartoonist. Totally. To have that that good, precision. strong line. Mm-hmm. He didn't get to live that dream. Ah, another dream dashed. I know. The dream deferred. So 1988, Arno, he's 38, Mm -hmm. struggling artist. He's working at a gas station. He's divorced, and he's flat broke. Ah, tough place to be. Yeah. He wants to focus on his art, but you need money to do that. You always do. Always the story. Unless you have, like, just a guitar. (laughs) Just a guitar and a dream. (laughs) So he did what humans have been doing since we first started strutting around on two feet. Mm -hmm. 
He figured stealing was the answer. Oh, okay. I Crime. Thought he, okay, that's not what I thought. Okay. <laughs> it was not the oldest profession. That's what it I thought was, he said he was going to turn to. No, the, the first uh, job. No, he uh, he decided that this is this is uh, criming. He decided that crime was the fastest, mm-hmm. most direct way to get money in his pocket. I thought the same thing when I was thirteen. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's why you wanted to be a stockbroker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's a gentle soul, though. Uh, so he didn't want to hurt anyone physically. I, I like mean, that. like emotionally, psychologically. <laughs> apparently, on the, apparently, we're on the table, but he didn't want to hurt him physically. So he decides that extortion. That's the way to go. I'll threaten to hurt you? Yeah. And what's <laughs> you pay me to stop me from being my bad <laughs> yes. self? Well, what's extortion without a pipe bomb? Oh, wow. We jumped right to pipe bomb. <laughs> yeah. He teaches himself how to make pipe bombs in his kitchen. Ah, nice. And then, even though he's broke, he rents a little workshop down the road from his house. For and his that's, bomb making? That's where he starts making bombs. I hope that was a detached building. (laughs) Amateur bomb maker in your basement. (laughs) So his first target is a luxury department store called Craft House de Vestens. Ah, the Western Craft House. Yeah. And so, and I just want to put out a disclaimer that I know I've said it before that I am pretty much incapable of correctly pronouncing anything in German. And I apologize. Oh, here, leave it to me. Yeah. <laughs> Kaufhaus del Westens. There you go. See, perfect. <laughs> so he leaves the bomb there, and then he sends this ransom note for 500,000 Deutschmarks. Mm-hmm. Very nice, by the way, Deutschmarks. Thank you. And that's around $600,000 today. Oh, word. Yeah. So that went about as well as his artist's career did. <laughs> Because the bomb was a dud. The police couldn't find his directions for delivering the ransom money. So it was just like... I knew I forgot something. He's like, oh, my God, there were like three steps that I forgot. I was just so wrapped up in this. Doesn't matter. He tries again. This guy, you know, Practice will make perfect, yes. May 1988. Arno makes another bomb. If at first you don't succeed, bomb, bomb again. (laughs) Yes. He puts this one in a briefcase with a fake bottom. Okay. And that one worked, and it caused hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage to the store. Okay. Yeah, so he blows it up at the department store, but he set it to go off at night so that no one would be hurt. Not even janitorial staff. Nice. I respect that. He waited. He waited until everyone was clear. No one should get hurt. No, of course not. Picture this. Oh. Eyes are closed. Close your eyes. (laughs) It's June 2nd, 1988. Arno Funke sits at his kitchen table enjoying some Anken Frufru yogurt. Frufu. It's a yogurt that has like a disc in the middle where they kept a toy. What? I don't know if he's really eating this, but I found out it's like a Kinder Egg, but yeah. yogurt. But like, is it like in a jelly? Like the toys in like no, a jelly like layer? No, it's like in a little plastic container. And oh, you like so pop they just it out. fill it half. They put the disc in. They fill it up to the mm-hmm. top. Okay. And then you enjoy your yogurt. So I like to imagine that he was eating the Fru Fu yogurt. And you know why it's it's F R U F O O because the center is U F O, and it looks like a little U F O in the middle of the yogurt. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's level. It is right not there. an invented detail. It is an unnecessary <laughs> detail, but my life is full of those. So he, he's eating he's eating this yogurt, let's pretend. But in real life, he's penning another letter to the department store. Okay. And again, he asks for 500,000 marks mm-hmm. right out there. He's also included directions for how he wants to receive the money. Learning. I like this. Yeah. He's like, okay, now I need to be really precise with the directions. I can't assume they know what I mean. He wants them to throw the money out of a train window at exactly the moment he tells them to do it. 
Wait, what? <laughs> This, this is 1988, so, like, I'm imagining there aren't, like, regular cell phones. So how no, is he going to tell them? He, with this letter, he includes a radio. Oh. Where he's, like, going to give them the signal. Arno one step ahead. Yeah, so the New Yorker has this story about him, and they said, quote, On June 2nd, Funke hid beside the train tracks near the car repair shop where he worked. He had drunk most of a bottle of vodka by the time the train rumbled past. <laughs> This is the blackmailer speaking, he slurred into his radio. <laughs> Throw the money out now. A package crashed onto the tracks, and Funke staggered after it. He scrambled back to the garage as police helicopters circle over, circled overhead and opened the package to find the money inside. Oh, they actually included real money. <laughs> totally, exactly. So he's like, get through the package, and they go... <laughs> To celebrate, he took vacations to the Mediterranean, to South Korea, and the Philippines. Wait, he gets away with this? He totally got away with it. They have helicopters overhead. They have helicopters. he's drunk, stumbling around with the money next to train tracks. They couldn't catch him. He is three sheets to the wind, (laughs) staggering around with a bag of 500,000 marks. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So he goes on these vacations. When he's in the Philippines, he picks up a wife. As one back. does. Yeah. You're traveling, fall in love. You're you like, know, let's keep this going. It's anything can happen on vacation. So then he gets away with it, right? Mm-hmm. 1991 comes around and most of the money's gone. Oh. Yeah. He'd remarried, as I said. He has a young son at this point and he needs money. So what does he do? Extortion. I'm thinking extortion. Yeah. It works so well. So there's this really nice department store in Hamburg called. Uh, Karstadt. Ah, the car state. Yeah, we've all been there. Uh, in June of 92, he planted a bomb in the porcelain section <laughs> of the store. Okay. And um, it wasn't a dud. Getting Spoiler better. alert. <laughs> yeah. It destroyed a bunch of delicate merchandise. Porcelain. I porcelain. <laughs> so with that out of the way, he's done that. Then he sends a letter to the store demanding one million marks. Mm, Prices are going up. Yeah. Inflation. And if they didn't pay, another bomb. And this time in the glass section. (laughs) As he writes the letter, he's like, looks over and he sees this bag in his house. And there was a picture on the bag. And it wasn't anything that he cared about or thought had meaning, but it stuck with him. Just Hmm. in that moment, he looks over. So in the letter, he tells the store that in in addition to, okay, you got to fork over a million marks. Mm -hmm. They have to run a message in the Hamburg newspaper that says, quote, Uncle Dagobert greets his nephews. Okay. <laughs> no, but you need is that to like know. German culture that I don't understand. Dagobert uh-huh. is the or Dagobert is the German name for Scrooge McDuck. Oh, I was thinking maybe Uncle Vanya. No, so from Scrooge Disney's McDuck. DuckTales. Okay. I love Scrooge this. McDuck. It's the German name for him. And Dagobert. it was a picture of Scrooge McDuck on the bag in his house. <laughs> and that's how he gets his criminal nickname, Dagobert. <laughs> so his criminal nickname is a German Scrooge McDuck? Yes. So basically it's just Scrooge McDuck. Yes. I love that. So let's take an ad break. And when we return, I'm going to tell you about the further adventures of Dagobert. <laughs> rant for a sec please pay apps are way too public what happened some rando hearted a payment from five months ago and i realized people can see my entire history who i'm paying like full names it's super weird yeah it's weird how are you paying your friends then apple cash it's all in messages you can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends random people can't see it 
Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When we left off, Zarin. Yes. Arno Funke. My man. He'd gone back into his extortion game. This time he's targeting an upscale department store in Hamburg, Germany. If you're good at the game, make him pay. You know what? Exactly. And this time, he added in a, a little nugget for the cops. He gave himself a nickname. <laughs> cops do love a nickname for criminals. Wanted to be called Dagobert. <laughs> this is Dagobert speaking. <laughs> now, does, like the does Scrooge McDuck have a Scottish-German accent in the German cartoon? Does he have like a German accented Scottish? It's like a, he has like a duck accent, right? Where he's all... Wait, rawr, rawr. What's a duck accent? <laughs> Where it's all, I can't do it, where it's all. <laughs> like that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's more the like duck Donald Duck, though. I don't know. <laughs> That's Donald Duck. He's frustrated. choking him out. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Wait a Donald. second. So I don't remember in DuckTales. He has the Scottish accent, the bro. He speaks to, I can't do a very good bro. You can do a much better bro than huh. I do. Yeah. I lassie, you know, that's Scottish, you know, that's him. Hmm. Okay. Like groundskeeper Willie. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's sure, from also sure. a brogue. <laughs> so, yeah, Dagobert. I don't know. I don't know what it sounds like in Germany. Like, yeah, I was just curious. The I, mean, German. I don't expect you to necessarily know. It's just curious. Yeah, well, he writes a letter mm -hmm. again, um, threatening the other bomb. 
He asks that in that letter where he says, you know, tell him Uncle Dagobert sent you or whatever it was. Like, <laughs> da- uh, Uncle Dagobert uh, greets his nephews. Yes. He also, he asks that the police put the money in a bag that has the DuckTales logo on it. <laughs> He's working a bit and now. And a picture of Scrooge McDuck on it. And then he wants he wants them to attach this bag, uh-huh. this Scrooge McDuck commemorative bag, <laughs> uh, attach it to a train using electromagnets. He insists. He insists. <laughs> and the cops are like, mm, well, if you say so, they go ahead and do it. They go ahead and do it. So, now okay. don't forget last time he's like, throw mama from the train. Yeah. Throw the bag He off showed the up train. drunk and he was like, this Yeah, so now he's like, I need you to use uh, electromagnets. Electromagnets. <laughs> so. I'm glad they're German cops. American cops would be like, I don't even know. Man, okay. They go down, let's go to Home Depot. <laughs> They'd be like, you know those Duracell where you put yeah. your finger on either end and it tells that's, you how much juice? That's, that, only, that's yeah. electromagnetism right there. That's what I would be like. <laughs> I don't know. What's a, you would get ratchets. I would it. totally get ratchets for it. Um, so he, the cops do that, right? Mm-hmm. Funke tries to get the bag off the train by deactivating the magnets. <laughs> okay. And the bag wouldn't budge. Of course it wouldn't. No, because the cops tied it to the train as well. Okay. And so he leaves the scene empty-handed. He's like, oh, drats, and he goes scurrying away. See, I was assuming he didn't have a way to cut the power, but okay. No, he had he had all this ready to go. Mm-hmm. He's just like a gadget master. Ah, and the cartoonist so, gadget master. Yeah, like he's this. amazing. Um, he tries again, same scheme, two months later. And this time he's able to liberate the bag. Okay. He's able to get it off the train. But the cops had also put a bunch of paint in the bag, and mm-hmm. it splashed all over him when he, he caught it, mm-hmm. um, just like they wanted. And they tried to arrest him. But he had stashed a mountain bike nearby <laughs> and was able to run with the bag and jump on the bike and escape. <laughs> the cops are chasing a man covered in paint. Covered in who's paint. got a bag of money with a Scrooge McDuck logo yes. on this one as well. Okay. Yes. And then he gets yes. to a bike he's imagining stashed in bushes. And yeah. then he bikes away. He bikes away. A living gets, cartoon. I love this. <laughs> he gets like a safe distance away and he opens the bag. Mm-hmm. And it only has 4,000 marks in it. Ooh, and the rest. They did him dirty. Was Mickey Mouse money. <laughs> It was like Disney on Disney crime at this point. So it's all covered in paint. Hey, take that, punk! (laughs) So Funke, Uh undeterred. Of course. He continued with his extortion plots, was pretty successful. Like, he did a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, One time when he went to retrieve the money that was left for him, the police jumped out at him on like a grassy hill in Berlin. Okay. Grassy knoll. (laughs) And um, one of the cops in pursuit tried to grab him, but he slipped and fell. Um, And Dagobert made his escape once again on a bike. (laughs) But the guy who slipped, do you know why he slipped and fell? Um, He was covered in bacon grease. He stepped in dog caca. Ooh, that's a reason to slip yeah. and fall. Did he slip and fall into the caca? Yeah, he slipped on the dog poop <laughs> and it like skidded on the lawn and oh, he man. fell and it was like, well, so then the press finds out about him falling mm-hmm. in the dog poop mm-hmm. and then just goes nuts and there are all these headlines about that. it. Yeah, that's just like, they're loving this part of the story. Cop misses criminal, catches bad one. <laughs> exactly. So, like, at every turn, the events surrounding Funke and his crimes, they, they're just getting, like, more and more cartoonish, like you <laughs> Completely. said. 
super ridiculous. And because of this, he becomes a folk hero to the German people. Yes. Even the Germans have a sense of humor. People are rooting for him. There were pop songs written about him. <laughs> there were shirts that said, I am Dagobert. Wait, this is 1980s, late 80s? Uh, no, it's 1992, right? Yeah, now okay. he's a, So this wouldn't be like Falco doing the songs about him. Rock me, Dagobert. I'm trying to think of German pop stars yeah, at the time. Yeah, we're in the early 90s at this point. Okay. So yeah, Falco, what that's a What if Kraftwerk did a song about him? <laughs> Romstein. How about Romstein? That's what I was like in my in the Rolodex of my mind. I was like looking under G for Germans. (laughs) Abbott Eraser. Uh, So the I am Dagobert shirts. People are wearing them all over the place. Mm -hmm. It feels very Casa de Papel money heist on Netflix. The Spanish show. Yeah, totally. But with like a Scorpion soundtrack. Scorpion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Scorpion soundtrack I'm with so the winds of change. Yes, exactly. And but instead of the the Guy Fox mask or whatever it was, the is Arnie that what Fru- that is? Yes, yeah, Guy Fox mask. Uh, oh yeah. no! In that one, it's the Salvador Dali mask. Oh, that's right. But, yeah, the V for Vendetta has the Guy yeah, Fox. So the yeah the Dali mask. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Where you see Dagobert. Um, there was a poll. Uh, that a radio station conducted, and they said that two-thirds of the listeners sided more with Dagobert than the police. Of course. Yeah. So he's gaining popularity. <laughs> Berlin's uh, Spiegel, Tagesspiegel uh, newspaper. Oh, the Spiegel? No, Tagesspiegel. Oh, the, di- the story of the day. Okay, sure. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, a newspaper in Berlin. Okay, word. I'm so I'm sorry, Germans. Um, they named Dagobert the Gangster of the Year. <laughs> got gangster Which, like, of the Year? Yeah, I Was want there, like, that not plaque. much competition that year? They're like, heavy this guy's mad gangster. He's heavy. a cartoon bank robber. <laughs> they said that he had raised the cops and robber game to, quote, an intellectual level never before seen in German police history. Really? He changed the game. He changed the game. <laughs> <laughs> So this is like oh, straight up Dagobert fever sweeping through Germany at this point. I mean, it's just... Are people like wearing merch and stuff? That's like, what I said. They have the I, I am Dagobert. They mm-hmm. have like hats. But are they basically taking Disney merch and reappropriating it? So I like think anything so. with Huey, Dewey, and Louie on it, well, everyone then, knows, like wink, wink. Scrooge McDuck, that's like the mm-hmm. hot property at that point. And then people are developing these theories, right? Okay. So um, they had the idea that Funke was drawing inspiration for these exploits from plots of Scrooge McDuck comics. Oh, wow. So um, the cops read more than 6,000 pages of Scrooge McDuck comments, <laughs> comics trying to anticipate the structure of his next scheme. They're like, okay, well, in issue four, he involves a parachute. Okay, we gotta look into that. He's got a giant magnifying glass. He's suspending from a helicopter. <laughs> well, they're also imagining him, I'm sure, like diving into the vault The vault of money of doing coins. swimming, yeah. yeah. The best thing ever. There's a group in Germany called Donald. Donald? Donald. Now, their name is the German acronym for the Organization of Non-Commercial Supporters of Donaldism. What, pray tell, is Donaldism? I'm guessing it's about Donald Duck. Like a religion dedicated to their spiritual savior, Donald Duck? (laughs) He's a bunch of frustrated (laughs) Germans. They're like, that is our guy. I have no idea, but it's non-commercial supporters of Donaldism. Okay. I'm about non-profit. it. I love people believing whatever they want to believe. Sure. So Donaldism to the truth. So they like they're asked about this in news stories. So uh-huh. that's why I'm assuming it has something to do oh, with Donald that Duck. That makes perfect sense. Um, I would be a supporter of goofyism personally. I'm <laughs> just about it. I live that life. Um, one member of the group 
Hans Aust. Mm-hmm. He, he commented to the press at this time. And he said, quote, people are fascinated. There is always this kind of effect when there's a clever guy who's always outwitting the police. <laughs> so they're like, here's the situation. Let's go to a representative of Donald for comment. <laughs> then they find this cat. I don't know. This is weird. He's out there. Like Nas, I root for the villain. <laughs> So people, they're, they're speculating about how uh, this, who, who's Dagobert, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is he a computer expert? Is he a railroad engineer? He seems to be into the trains. Is he an electrical engineer? Yeah, is he a train spotter? Uh, is he a cop? Is he one of those dudes who's retired, just sits outside at construction sites and goes, <laughs> nice job, guys. <laughs> people thought he might be a former East German Stasi officer. That's a pull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Is he a surgeon? I don't know why they want him. Surgeon. Is he a board surgical? pensioner? I guess because of like the precision of uh, his. People, but they still, went with the metaphor. They're like, this would fit the metaphor. Yeah, that's just a weird one. So they'd have to catch him to figure this out, Only obviously. Way. have to catch him. <laughs> Got to catch them all. <laughs> On April 19th, 1993... The police put two bags um, in what's called a grit bin a grit b- in a neighborhood of Berlin. A grit bin? They a see, in the grit south, a grit bin. bin would be one thing. But what is a grit <laughs> bin in Berlin? It's a whole lot of butter. <laughs> a grit bin is a large metal or plastic box, I guess, that's used to store salt and grit that you put out on the roads when it's Oh, icy. anti-snow and ice stuff? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm with you. You lived in the south and in California, yeah, I don't Central know Valley, I'm from the Bay Area. We yeah. don't we don't have to worry about snow. Snow's a thing that's in movies. Yeah, and I'll just confess, I'm a terrible driver in the snow. I'm that's a great driver in the snow. That's why I stay out of it. They're, they're experts. You're, yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 there, are, there are experts out there. I'm not you one of them. You just close your eyes and pray. That's how you do it. <laughs> So Dagobert asks that these bags be filled with cash mm-hmm. and put into a grit bin that he's he's going to identify for them. Okay. And so they fill them with cash, um, but not cash, paper. Mm-hmm. So fake cash. And <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> cash to him uh, and a motion detector. They're like, oh, I see your gadget game and I raise you. <laughs> Guess what, punk? Here's a motion detector. detector. And then they hid nearby, and they were going to jump out and surprise him when he came to pick it up in the Cops love that. Oh, I know. And they had a giant net. I wonder if they throw surprise parties for each other. You know, like if they're big on surprise parties, it's like But then they get all spooked, and they just start firing. (laughs) They shoot someone who comes in the door. Yeah, this is dangerous. So they waited. The cops are waiting. They have a giant net. (laughs) Like a butterfly Mm -hmm, net. (laughs) mm Mm-hmm. And they're waiting, they're waiting. They wait like an hour, Mm -hmm. nothing. And then the motion detector goes off. Whoop, whoop, Yeah, but no one's been anywhere near the grit box. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So cops go over and they check it. They look in the the grit bin. They look down into it and they see a deep hole in the grit. (laughs) I guessed this one, yes. And they say, hello, hello. (laughs) It's like, I picked this one for a reason, fool. (laughs) The hole leads down to the sewer. Yep. And come to find out, Dagobert built that particular grit bin <laughs> himself. So yes. it was not a municipal one. <laughs> yes. He built a dummy one and placed it over <laughs> a manhole. manhole. I love this. <laughs> so the cops make the drop. Dagobert opens up the manhole cover from below, reaches up, grabs the bag, and then closes the cover behind him. <laughs> um, he looked in the bag. He saw there wasn't any money in there. There's just paper and a motion detector. He gets on his bike in the sewer <laughs> and rides away <laughs> he angry. ditches the bag and then escapes into the sewer system. I love it. Yeah. Um, so by the end of 1993... 
He had tried this scheme in various iterations about 20 times. Dang. That's a lot. That is. And it's working like two-thirds of the time? Yeah, I guess. Sounds about... More importantly, though, he has spent a ton of money on all his gadgets and accoutrement. Oh, yeah. Now it's a job paying for itself. He's, he's deeper just, in debt than he actually was. He's profits. Yeah. Because, and he's on welfare at this point. <laughs> oh, man. Like, legit. So, um, now we're into 1994. I know you like to start things off with the date. When I you're love, just introducing love that. <laughs> so in January of 1994, Dagobert sent a letter to the cops. He wants 1.4 million marks now. Dear guys, do you miss me? <laughs> he also has very specific instructions about how they're supposed to deliver this money. <laughs> so in, a, in a paper airplane the size of seven foot oh, wings. Oh, it's close. So first, he builds a miniature train. <laughs> I was kidding. What the... <laughs> Arno, man. Arno's like, all right, first things first, I build a miniature train. (laughs) That's step one. Then he puts the train on some abandoned railroad tracks. (laughs) How big is this miniature train? It fits. I think it's not that it's like the gauge of it. It's like it fits big boy train tracks, Mm -hmm. but it's like a little shorty on there. Like it's like, (laughs) I don't know, maybe it's maybe he repurposed the grit box. (laughs) He just used it again. Yeah. So um, he cleans and preps the tracks because they're abandoned. He gets okay. everything, he weeds, cleans <laughs> he wants it all up, nice. and he sneaks away. Now, the police follow the instructions to the letter. They put 1.4 million marks onto the train. Hmm. They went through with the actual cash this time. Wow. I know. And then the letter instructed the police to push a big red button on a device nearby. <laughs> And they did it. They pushed the big red button. He's, I mean, I know he's in the cartoonist, but he's more wily E. Coyote oh, than he is anything else. So they hit the button and pow! <laughs> the train zooms away at 30 miles an hour. <laughs> so, of course, the police chase it. They're like, get back here! <laughs> and, but Dagobert had a plan for that. Mm-hmm. So he had set up firecrackers along the track that would go off when the police tripped sensors for them <laughs> <laughs> to tell him like as their what their progress was like. So the police chase the train, the firecrackers start going off. This is like some serious home alone oh, stuff going 100%. on. Oh, 100%. And the firecrackers are going off and Dagobert knows like how fast they're going, where they are. But now remember, I told you he like smoothed out, prepped the tracks. Mm-hmm. Apparently not well enough. Um, after half a mile, uh, when he they was the train was just thirty yards away from him, um, it derailed and the oh. money spilled all over the place. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Dagobert escaped. Right, he was so close to one point four million marks. Yeah, but he, but if he had a plan to escape them, was he able to get? It's only thirty yards away. Was he able to get at least like some handfuls and be able to like you know put no, into the investment of his next scheme? No, because it was like this like tension of all the firecrackers there, going off. They'll catch and him before he like, can get back. Yeah, to his he doesn't escape. have enough time to run out to it and then get back because they're tight window he had operating. No, um, so yeah, he has nothing to show for it. Um, when we come back. I'm going to tell you about how the cops eventually caught up to old Arno Funke. I'm loving this dude. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. All right, so at this point in our story today, mm-hmm. uh, Dagobert is costing the government a lot of money. I love how they actually put the 1.4 million Deutschmarks in the train to send it, and they're like, he may do something we need to. Like, Well, they knew uh, we're going to catch him, so they, I mean, in their minds. Kinda, okay, so they're just kind of playing along thinking we have to create the crime mm-hmm, to bust him. Mm-hmm. So That's a confidence. He, like, just chasing him is costing millions and millions of money. It has to. They're using yeah. teams of people. It is. The cops had, like, 3,000 leads. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot. Everyone's caught be calling in the fakes, oh, right? Oh, totally. And they, they had questioned more than a hundred suspects. Oh wow! Um, they use dogs, helicopters, psychics, astrologers. <laughs> like they pulled out all the stops. There was a reward for information about his identity. Of course, um, they, I am Arnold Funke. <laughs> well, they set up a telephone line that you could call and listen to a recording of his voice because you mm-hmm. know he's always calling up like, "Hey guys, oh, yeah. new plan." <laughs> Dagobert again. Okay, guys, do you know anything about <laughs> electromagnetism? Raise your hand if you like trains. I'm raising my hand right now. Um, so I'm raising said, both hands. <laughs> they said, "How are you holding the phone? Don't ask questions." So um, they said you can call in and listen to his voice, and then if you recognize it. Tell us. So people were constantly calling in, trying to rat him out, but no one, no one had a good lead. Mm. Um, a psychologist who worked with the police finally convinced them to take this new tactic. They said that it, you know the psychologist was like, he is someone who has failed. He's a failure hmm. professionally and socially. Like no one who has it together is doing this kind of <laughs> stuff, and he's trying to prove himself. So. They said, if you treat him with more respect, you may be able to kind of lure him out, soften him up. 
Oh, interesting. I yeah. thought they were going to go like, we should use one of the episodes of the Scrooge McDuck comics that we've been <laughs> reading, use one of those things to catch him. We have all this research. <laughs> right? Exactly. Well, so, but the thing is, is that he really didn't care one way or another about Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, I so know. So it wasn't yeah. like he was familiar, but I love that they went down that rabbit hole. He just, with an offhanded, oh, I saw hmm. a picture of him. I'm like, yeah, call me Scrooge McDuck. Um so she encourages this this uh, psychologist encourages them to like build a rapport when mm-hmm. he calls, and he's also thinking like they're thinking if we can get the phone call to last long enough, we can trace the call, okay. which that didn't occur to them. He's <laughs> calling them all the time. Maybe you just always did short phone calls. I guess. Um, apparently, when he would like ask for a drop, and they would show up, but he wouldn't be there he mm-hmm. would write notes to apologize later <laughs> i'm sorry like, I'm really late. polite notes like i'm so sorry we coordinated that and i flaked on you i was under the weather yeah. and i just didn't have it to come out <laughs> so um they're waiting for his calls april 1994 the police traced his call to a specific phone booth mm-hmm. so we're getting there but when they get there no funke <sighs> however Nothing but vibes. <laughs> Two witnesses were able to describe him to a sketch artist. Okay. So that's a good one. Um, and the police put the sketch on TV. So now people are like, oh, more information on Dagobert. This is the guy I got to hide and help out. Um, according, <laughs> if I see him, hide him. <laughs> according to Funke, his wife saw the sketch and didn't recognize him for it. <laughs> She's like, that's Banksy. <laughs> The thing is, the sketch really looked a lot like Ulrich Thiele. Who's Ulrich Thiele? I don't know how to say it. T I L L E. He was the officer in charge of the whole case. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it and looks so like cop. he lo- the the sketch looks just like him. <laughs> and they're they're like, hmm, are <laughs> you Dagobert? Yeah. <laughs> so um, when they went though to look at the at the phone booth. Um, they noticed that near the phone booth was this car with a mountain bike on a rack. Ah. And they're like, you know, that looks a lot like the escape bike. Yeah, his MO is definitely on two so wheels. So like, well, I think we're on the right track here. So April 22nd, 1994, Dagobert calls the police to arrange the next money drop. Hmm. Now, the officers, including the one who slipped in dog poop. <laughs> old Kaka. Old Officer Kaka's. Um, they surrounded the phone booth and arrested him. Oh, wow. Right there. So, full circle. I didn't see that coming. The cops had tried to cap- catch him 30 times. Mm-hmm. And now they finally do it. And they failed 29 times. So, who's the failure now, <laughs> officer psychologist? <laughs> officer poop shoes. Um, when he's arrested, Funky says, quote, Today, you'll definitely pop the corks. Unfortunately, I won't be able to celebrate with you, but you can at least toast to me. Okay. Yeah, he's like, look, you did it. So they popped corks. They popped (laughs) bottles. The Berlin cops were like chugging wine and dancing around their patrol cars in the street. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. And then the police in Hamburg, they had special bottles of beer made in anticipation of this day. Are you kidding me? They had Scrooge McDuck labels on them. Oh, my God. And so they're like, break out the Scrooge beers. Let's hit it, fellas. And they're just chug luck, Donna. Um, so once he's identified, then, of course, more information comes out about him. 
Do you think they had like a launch pad McQuack light beer for some of the officers who didn't want the full flavor lager? <laughs> yes. I can't have all the calories. Can for we have that, a lighter you know, option? They had a non-alcoholic version for those who wanted to partake, but you know. The Huey and Dewey Louie special? Yes, for the children's. Um, this is a ginger, a ginger soda. Ginger beer? Uh, his neighbors, Arno's neighbors, were pretty shocked the that class, it was him. Mr. Funke. But you know what was shocking to them? It's because he had, out in front of his house, was parked this old Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And it had been there for ages. And he was always going out and trying to get it running, couldn't get it running, couldn't get it running. And they're like, how is he building all these gadgets and he can't fix the blasted car in front of his house? So that's where they're like, I don't think it's him. (laughs) This guy can't, he can't fix anything. Look at this. change a radiator. There's no way he can do electromagnetic trains. So they're like, if you can fix, you can create all these weird gadgets and do all this stuff. You can't fix an old Benzo. No, does not compute. Hmm. What, if the, what if that's his cover, though? He's I like, think oh, so. I'm just bad with the well, tools. Well, you know, he's good with some things, not the other. He had he has an IQ of 145. Not bad. Which I suppose is good. Um, and he's a total autodidact. So, yeah, I mean, don't forget. That. Yeah, he dropped out of school at 15. He read, like, tons of mechanical magazines and then figured out how to craft his little wacky bombs and extortion machines. <laughs> his little wacky bombs. <laughs> His wacky bombs. <laughs> I picture that has like confetti and stuff on it. And, and like Twizzlers. things on springs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, googly eyes. Uh, his defense team, though, mm-hmm. pushed the idea that Arno was sick. Like he had the flu for a few years? Well, they said that the fumes from his painting work gave him really bad headaches and that he was always forgetting stuff. There is an uh, expression in German about turpentine makes the painter strange. I oh, can't. Really? Re- my friend's mother's German and she used to see me in my all whites and she would say <laughs> that. And I was like, turpentine, mocking. I can't remember it. You're like, it's not the turpentine. Not anymore, baby. Now we go right to the paint dinner. You had like the gold paint yeah. huff right like I had the paper bag in my hand. I'm like, you want a huff? Well, like the thing is, like he the that accidental huffer theory fell apart. It's going to. Because he was super sharp at the trial. He was like cutting up with one liners and stuff. <laughs> He's so doing a quick like, five. Mm, I'm not so <laughs> I'm not so sure. Uh in the end, he pleads guilty. Okay. And is fined five million marks. Mm. And that's, like, to pay back the department store, particularly. Um, His wife sold her story and the rights to publish family photos to a magazine for around 60,000 marks. You got to hold out for more. I know. You got millions to pay off. Now, people were still wearing their Dagobert gear. Oh, merch? Yeah. That's still going to be tough. And then in response to his imprisonment, they start wearing hats that said, Free Dagobert. (laughs) I want to get one of those. Wouldn't those be great? Um, I bet we can find one. Yeah, totally. In two thousand, or just make them uh, mm. with a marker, and some puffy paints, <laughs> a sharpie, and a Hanes like, T-shirt. I, I'm gonna get a baseball cap and use puffy paints and put free Dagobert on it, and then it's just gonna add to my weird lady walking her dog <laughs> look that I've got going on in the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> How are your neighbors liking it these days? <laughs> All right. Uh, so in 2000, mm-hmm. he served six years of his sentence, and then he was released. Okay. Right? He gets a job as a cartoonist at the satirical magazine Uhlenspiegel. Ah, yeah. something else story. It's another Spiegel. So um, he, he becomes this cartoonist. He still, I think he still works there today. Oh, wait, Spiegel is story. I've been lying to you all. Sorry. Liar. Yeah. Spiegel. Yeah, because I remember Spielberg means like Storytown. Oh, Storytown. <laughs> 
he's going to take you downtown to Star Town. Better than going to Pound Town. He's a, but anyway, back to Arno. Yeah, sorry. Arno the Spiegel uh, Funke. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Spiegel means. Am I saying something terrible? No, 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 I don't believe so. It can't be. It's like no, the name Der of No, Spiegel paper. is like the biggest, biggest paper. I'm probably, we're probably, it probably means paper. And we're like, it maybe it, means like news. Hold on a second. Hey, producer, producer Dave. Dave, save me. Let's see here. Wo ist der Spiegel? <laughs> Mirror. Mirror. Oh. Ah. All right, all right. Was ist der Spiegel? It's on Mirror. <laughs> sure. Um, so, okay. So, yeah. The Ullenspiegel, another kind of mirror. Uh, <laughs> he works at that satirical magazine. Um, he's a really well-known and regarded cartoonist. And, um, like, he did, like, these posters making fun of, like, Rolling Stones tours where they're all geriatric. Oh, like Strolling Bones? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll, I'll post it on Instagram. They're pretty funny. Um, here's an interesting note, though, about this. In December of 2004, mm-hmm. Channel 4 in the UK aired a three-part TV show called The Heist. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. I have been trying desperately to get, you know, uh, a a way to see all three of these episodes. They're not easy to find over stateside. Um, this show, it was written, created, directed by David Glover and Rudolf Herzog. Is he? Son of Werner. Yes. I know. There only so be so good. many Herzogs who are in filmmaking. So good. Um, so in the show, this group of five former criminal masterminds were put together to accomplish pre-assigned heists. What? Yes. This is Stuff great. like stealing a specific painting at this exhibit or like a high-profile car. And so the cameras are on it and we have to watch them do it yeah, in front of the Yeah, they have to like come up with it uh-huh. and then execute this heist. And the, the people who owned whichever it was, like let's say with the painting in yeah. the gallery. Do they know that it's coming? They know that they're, that something was going to happen and they're not allowed to change their security protocols leading up to this. Okay. And, and they don't know which some, painting or whatever? Some, yeah, some of them were like, no way, I'm not doing that. Others were like, no, this is a great way to prove that we have amazing security. <laughs> yeah, that's going to work. Right. So the thieves on the show included gangster Joey Pyle. Ooh, good name. Burglar Peter Scott. Armed robber Terry Smith. Cyber expert Matthew Bevan. And none other than extortionist Arno Funke. Masterclass. He gets up with these dudes. We're going to probably do an episode about the show itself at oh, some yes. point. That'd be cool. Like, I'm still gathering information on that because the whole setup is just way too ridiculous. I love this. Do a crime. Do a crime for entertainment. <laughs> and, like, some of these fellow thieves, I think, are going to need their own set, special episodes yeah. as well because, like, some of these dudes are amazing. I want to know about Joey Pyle. There you go. Um, Matthew Bevan is interesting, the cyber dude. So... Either way, um, what you can see from all of this is that the thrill of notoriety is just as much a draw for these guys as the money they stole. Oh, yeah. So definitely. this is going to be phenomenal. Um, and that's, so that's, you know, we got Arno. He's got this notoriety. He was loving it. He's milking it. He's made as, it. Yeah. And so I love that he gets out of jail and now he's like, Reformed. He's got this good gig, what he really wanted to do when he was a little boy. He followed the best professional advice there is, which is don't try to find a job. Make a job for yourself. Exactly. Do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. And so, yeah, then he winds up also like on the TV. I love living this. It, living good job, it Arno Funke. Hooray. Funke, Funke. What's your ridiculous takeaway, dude? Donaldism. 
<laughs> Flat out one word, Donaldism. Donaldism. Why would you go with Donaldism when Goofyism is right do there? It, do the duck sound again. <laughs> That's just an angry Donald Duck. <laughs> that should be your ringtone. Do people still do ringtones? No. Everyone I know keeps their phone on vibrate all the time. Yeah, always on silent. But like, I used to like having ringtones for all the different people. Like, I'd have individual ones. And then I'd have, like, you know, the uh, Rockford Files theme song for everyone who wasn't somebody who had a th- uh, mm-hmm. song. So, the Rockford Files, I would, it would mean that I would get to listen to it because I wouldn't answer. Yeah. So, I got to listen to that song all the way through. It's the best. I had Hornpiper's Lament, that like Popeye song mm-hmm. on the MIDI. version of it and I used to put it at full volume because there's nothing funnier than like you're walking around and that comes out of your purse and you're like what I don't know what that is Um, (laughs) my ridiculous takeaway uh, I keep thinking of the quote from Hans Aust, the Donald representative oh yes the guy from Donaldism the Donaldism dude Um, he had this other quote quote please I wish somehow that he had just gotten away with the money and vanished now it turns out he's just an ordinary human being who makes mistakes like everyone else. The legend is gone. Wow. That's cold-blooded. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I thought he was something special, but I, I guess not. I thought he was not. superhuman. He is nothing I but more than him. a mortal man. <laughs> Cut he, him in, he will bleed. He's a terrible disappointment. <laughs> yeah. He's Biggest just disappointment ordinary, since my mother and father. Just an ordinary human being who makes mistakes like everyone else, which is like kind of everybody we talk about. Yeah, that's the whole bag, man. The legend's gone. Like, uh, yeah. The so, fallibility is the fun part. Hans Ost, what have you done in your life that this is this entertaining? Yeah. Donald and, Lover. And how many infallible people do you, you really want to hang out with or know about? I mean, zero. Yeah. Gotta love the flaws. Um, that's it. That's enough. I'm done. I don't have anything <laughs> else. You're exhausted. <laughs> that's us for us today. Um, I like that one. Nice one. Yeah. You can find us online at, at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. Hey, hey, pal, you got a tip for us about a ridiculous crime that you want to hear about? You want to confess to a ridiculous crime? Email us at ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. Other than that, just tune in next time. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zarin Burnett, produced and edited by Mayor of Funkatown, Dave Kustin. Research is by German folk hero Marissa Brown. The theme song is by Thomas, put the cash on the tiny train, Lee, and Travis, a blame the fumes, Dutton. Executive producers are missing McDuck cousins, Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts are wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.